Welcome to Two Minds Today with your host, Charlene, authority in leadership development, and Hale, an expert community builder. The pod all about best practices to get you noticed and ahead in your professional life. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Charlene? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. It's beautiful summer week, huh? Uh, yeah, actually, I think we can go outside this week where I am. So that's pretty good. <laughs> it is, it's been under 115. So that's awesome. Oh my God. You know, like productivity is actually much lower in high heat. It's, oh, it's an actual scientific fact. Your body operates at 30% less productive capacity. What about like- Fun fact like, of the day. What about like super cold climates? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I- That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not going to like say, but like physiologically, our body slows down at high heat because energy needs to go to allow your, your physical body to survive. So your heartbeat changes, like all goes inside. So you're actually less efficient, less accurate. Your productivity is less. I'm going to look into cold. I'm going to look into the cold. Look into it. My kids have a podcast that was talking about the slowest animals, and it was essentially because they needed to conserve as much energy as possible. Um, So in conserving today, let's talk about a little bit of efficiency, effectiveness. Um, Last week, we ended off talking about Slack, and we thought, what a great transition to really sort of dive in. So today, we are from LOL to ROI. Cracking the Code of Effective Online Communication. Let's do it, Charlene. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Starting us off. Why don't you start us off? Sure. Uh, The most important thing, I think, when it comes to online communication is being concise and not going... And I think like people have a tough time doing that because a lot of times people think you're online... You're either in written form or you're doing a video that's been pre-recorded. So you feel like you could just run off your mouth and keep going and writing and typing. And it's super, especially a lot of times I think people feel uncomfortable in person. So they think that when it comes to the online mode, let me write down absolutely everything that's in my mind and then some. And I don't really think that's so effective. One of our first podcast episodes was talking about that, hope this finds you well, or in this trying times, right? That was like three years ago, which is wild in in and of itself. And I always, always struggle with the balance of efficiency and kindness, right? Where I think think we are definitely in a mode where we want to transmit as much empathy as possible. And at the same time, like, like get to your point, right? And I and I think this actually is the perfect thing that picks up on our last conversation, right? If you have you have a little bit more wiggle room in an email, but also keep it concise, lower it down, use bullet points. That's something that I always pull back to. I'm like, nobody's reading this. I don't know, Hala, if you've ever tested Grammarly, but Grammarly now has a feature that it's like, is this your main point? And um, if your main point is not highlighted, then you're doing too much and you need to restructure. Um, often start with a, with your main point at this top. Like I think we're almost conditioned to, to do all the fluffy and then the ask, mm-hmm. and it doesn't translate into email. I also think that people are so incredibly busy these days and we have so much coming at us that we can't focus on on anything that's longer than three lines, you know? And I go beyond bullet points. I always like to number 
because that keeps yeah. people going. And please don't have more than three, four, or five. Like that's it. Like yeah. that's that's the max that anybody can really focus. So I the other piece of it is as an attorney, I yeah. do think that it's important, like less is more. True. You do have to cover your behind, right? Like that's important. So if you want to give the bullet point, but don't go into details. And people like the more you write, the more people have the ability to kind of read between the lines and yes. come up with their own narrative. And that's problematic. You want to be able to have that in-person ability to to dig deeper. So there, there was a trend for a while, which went away. So don't do this, I guess. But where it was like TLDR and I give like the main point. I love that because then you're like, I'm always about diverse audiences. So you're appealing to the person who has more, who wants more thought, but to that short as possible and then provide opportunities for that learner that needs to more like set a, here's the quick bullets. Don't understand anything. Here's my Calendly set a meeting with me um, or want more on teams or or Slack, give the option, but be as brief as possible. And I, I really always appreciate like you reminding us like, like how to, the, the ways in which things can be interpreted. Um, yes. And day, the power of the intro, which really seems actually <laughs> one. So let's go. <laughs> this is my biggest Achilles heel. And I just like, now that we're speaking about it week after week, I think I'm going to try and help myself, you know, I got to fix this problem. Your intro is incredibly important. It's how people frame you. It's how they see you. And I oftentimes feel very insecure, even if it's like a scenario where everybody knows each other. What am I doing here? What's the role that I'm playing? What should I say? But really your intro frames how people are going to react to you. It's like people judge a book by their cover. They're going to judge you by your intro. And if you say nothing, that's your intro, folks. That's your intro. And yeah. I say nothing. I, I, say I nothing. would go a step further in that we've been on Zoom calls. Or, look, this is real life, too. We've been on anywhere. And um, there's small breakout rooms. And you have a prompt. I don't care if the prompt is your best underwater fishing, whatever it is, right? And then... It, inevitably you go into this breakout room and it is awkward. You go into the breakout table and you stare at each other until the extrovert of your small group is like, okay, let's get started because they have hit their end of the awkward. Some people have a lot higher tolerance and whoever has the lowest tolerance for sitting in silence will inevitably break it and you'll do the thing. Well, I really think like just ensuring that that space is there, go into the room, I don't care how you do it. The person with the first letter in the alphabet of their first name should start. Just say your name and where you're from or depending on the context, right? And and just as a facilitator, I think, Kalei, you bring up a great point as a participant. As a facilitator, build in that time for them to introduce themselves. I've been on a ton of calls where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know this person, but I don't actually know who they are. And then you know what I'm doing? I'm private messaging the other person. Hey, Sam, who, who is this person, right? So then you're like, not only taking yourself out of the conversation, you're now creating like subgroups within the group and just leave the space. It's so true. And I like the idea of coming up with something neutral, like let's go alphabetical order. Let's go, yeah. you know, by, by when your birthday is like, whatever it is that kind of like. Yeah. It legitimately does not matter. People, right. I, I think like the wild thing we learned over the last couple of years is people actually like structure. 
Um, and 100%. so yeah. it like takes away the anxiety of like, what am I supposed to do when? And, so, and even if you're not somebody who likes the structure, the issue is that when you're online, all of those other cues that you would have in person is gone. So you do need to provide more yeah. structure online than you would if you were in person. Because in yeah. person you're in a room and it becomes apparent who's talking because maybe you had a little conversation beforehand. Maybe everybody had a chance to like jockey where you're sitting at the table and all of those little things add to the environment of knowing each other. And so online you do need to structure it. Yep, and I, and I think it also gives you an opportunity to follow up. If in your intro, you're like, I love knitting, whatever it is, right? Then you can do a little private message like at the end on one of your channels being like, oh, I love this too. And it's just like a further bond for you. Yeah. Um, and I and I think like finding, especially in remote work, the, the title is like LOL to ROI, right? Like finding that moments of like joy and happiness that, that have a really high rate of return. Um, for your connection. So this is like a really low barrier thing you can do to build further and stronger bonds with people. I, I agree. Make sure you introduce yourself. Now let's go on to yeah. our third point today. And this is our final point. And we're going to do it pretty quick because we're coming. We want to keep it brief, just as we said at the top of the <laughs> intro here. So um, time zones, time zones, because we have this remote workforce, we are now working and collaborating on numerous different time zones at all times. Charlene, take it away for us. I feel it is so important to be hyper aware of who you're working with. I work, I live in, I live in Mount, like mountain stand, whatever. I'm in different time zones, wherever, uh, depending on the time of year. I keep my computer in New York time zones. When someone is scheduling with me, they should not worry about where I'm living. Our office is in New York. I work in New York time zones. Don't be like, it's three o'clock for you and seven o'clock for me. That is 100% when every one of our mistakes happens is when we're trying to do too much calculating. So if you are working, if you are at somewhere where the there is a center location, I'm sorry, but that's just the one you have to use, whether you are living there or not. That I being said... If you are working in New York and you want to schedule from someone with LA, if you want them happy, don't be doing it at 9 a.m., right? They'll do it because that's what they have to do. But nobody wants a 6 a.m. meeting and that's going to make them grumpy. So I think you really need to be aware of who and when you're scheduling with. And, and as the places get bigger, you might not actually know, right? Like, like you work for some, as like a thousand employees, right? You don't know where they are. You can just ask them, right? Be like, hey, you know, if you if you think you're about to schedule someone at five in the morning, just ask them. I also am a huge proponent, by the way, this is a little tangent, of keeping your work calendars up to date so people can see them and schedule with them. Um, and then just frankly, I have a 6 a.m. time zone block because I don't want to meet. At, I may be working at 6 a.m., but I do not want to meet with anybody at 6 a.m. unless I really need to. And then, of course, I'll adjust. But I, I think the key is one, be aware of the central, not central time zone, but the core time zone that the rest of your employees are in. And, and unfortunately, you got to work with that. And then to just be really conscious that we're in this environment and you may be scheduling for someone at seven o'clock at night and not that they won't do it. Just be conscious of like, who's the per who do you want to get on the other end of that call? Right. Like, how happy do you want that person to be? So I think it's just really important to be in sync with um, with your fellow workers. I would add one thing to all of that as a worker. Um, when you know you're working with other people that are on different time zones, 
don't get so upset when you open up your computer and seemingly everyone's been working 24 hours and you're already behind. And I think yeah. that that's something psychologically you might feel when you open your computer and you see there's a ton of emails, lots of slacks, you know, text message, mm -hmm. however way it is that you communicate. It's please know that you are working on your time zone and in that period. And yes, there are other people working at other times and that's okay. You're not yes. going to open up. You're not going to get there at eight in the morning with your desk clean like it was when you went to, you know, when you left the office at five or six or seven or whenever it is. There's going to be a pile of stuff there. Just get used to that reality. I love. So love we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna wrap it all up for you guys today. So working in the in this world that we do, when you're communicating across platforms, number one, keep it simple, keep it concise. Number two, your intro, get one and use it. And number three, be aware of the different time zones that we're in. Yes. Thank you everyone for joining us today. I think um, it, it's, this is really stuff that we really just keep in our mind that comes up really every single day. So thank you all for joining. And as every week, we wish you to learn a little bit more every day. We hope you found our discussion informative and thought-provoking. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest insights in the industry. And remember to share this episode with colleagues and friends who will find it helpful. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see Thanks you next everyone. time. Bye. Take care.